It's a great bit. I think now it's, I hate to say it, it's, it's going to become a little bit cliched because like, oh, they did that. Well, let's just do that too. You know, as opposed to, well, just come up with your own bit. You are listening to Cobras and Fire, a Pantheon podcast with two very handsome hosts, Nelson Fox and Baco. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and I am joined with a man who only pays in cash, L.C. Fox. How are you this morning? Yeah, living off the grid. Mm, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Say, you know, I should hit you with something. Uh, I, I, I had an idea for the Halloween episode. Um, uh, you know, since uh, basically Sinzak poached the whole concept of doing like an MST 3000 of... Uh, 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 Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park and did it at Rock and Pod. Sure. Um, but, uh, but I shouldn't feel uh, too upset by that. Courtney Cronin did use one of my jokes and credit me for it. But uh, actually, I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get paid for it yet. Hmm. I got to. I got to reach out to Courtney and get get that settled. But uh, that's 50, fifty bucks, right? That's the going rate. Fifty dollars. Yeah, it's the standard fee as as far as I know. But uh, you know, who knows what I know? Uh, but my thought is like, why don't we do the same thing? But uh, we just do it to Gene Simmons porno. Oh my God! A play-by-play of watching that. <laughs> how, how long is the video? I don't know. Ten, it can't be more than ten minutes, right? I don't know, man. The, if he's well, yeah. I mean, he, he never Let's drinks. See if I can find it here. Yeah, go, go, go see the the. Uh, I just want, I just want that to be always in your search history. Yeah. Well, now, now. Well, you know, I, I have that uh, auto scrub thing. Yeah. Oh, you do. Yeah. That's good. Gene Simmons porn. Where it automatically <laughs> deletes history. Uh, looks like it's seven minutes and fifty-four seconds. Schmeckled. <laughs> wow, that's it. And there's know. an edited version we could do. It's only two minutes and nine seconds. We could uh, combine that with a two-pick zero, and there you go. We're done. Yeah. The, uh, the funny part about that is that I wonder what they edited out. Like, is that all the all the all the the demon schlong <laughs> in and out or whatever? Or the uh, yeah, I don't know. Somebody's like, you know what? I like this Gene Simmons porn, but seven minutes is too long. Yeah, <laughs> I need no to get shit. this down to two. Oh, God. Hold on. All right. I, I think that's fine. I mean, I, I think that there's going to be a lot of pausing and a lot of just like constantly, you know, <laughs> like comment, you know, like career, yeah. like commentary. I think we can definitely change a seven-minute interlude with a uh, Hooters waitress into uh, a... <laughs> Into an hour-long episode. 
Oh God, uh, that fucking guy. Um, so well, it sounds like uh, we have to schedule that now. So um, what if we also combine that with with talking about his his uh, his robe? I think between those two, we can get at least an hour. Yeah, if we have to, I'm I'm fine just popping it up that seven minutes. Just boom. <laughs> people can that way. People can cue it up, kind of like uh, they're doing that with uh, Dark Side of the Moon and yeah. and uh, Wizard of Oz. They, they're going to queue up Cobras and Fire <laughs> in that video. Like, oh, I see what they're talking about. This is where they're talking about him, his socks. All right, yeah. Sure. Yeah. The weird thing is, is that, that porn, like Dark Side of the Moon, it actually queues up perfectly if you just hit play on Gene Simmons' asshole. Mm, nice. Yeah. Start to finish. I mean, I, actually, well, it's only seven minutes. So God, I wish be. that record was only seven minutes long. <laughs> So what's the open? Is the open track "Asshole" on it? No, it's it? uh, "Sweet and Dirty Love." I think. Yeah, it's <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh God. Um, you know, I, I broke uh, I broke one of my personal codes this week, and I thought I'd share it with you because I've definitely talked about it on the show, and that is overpaying for food from a food truck. Mm. Um, I, I believe I've I've learned my lesson, uh, but uh, it, there is a. Um, you know, I'm a bit of a foodie, and you know, like I, I, I'll, I'll drive a little extra to just to try what I hear is a, a, a great burger and make my own judgment on that, right? Sure. You know, living in a metro area, there's plenty of options. So, I think uh, the key, the key word is judgment. That you give judgment <laughs> to other things. <laughs> sometimes uh, I agree with people. Sometimes I don't. Yes, uh, but yeah, it's just a hamburger. Who cares? We're talking about. We're, I'm in. A, I, my point is, I'm in a handful of like different foodie groups and and burger groups based out of the Twin Cities. So you get recommendations, new restaurants to try. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. What's uh, your favorite name for for uh, the hamburger group? Do they have any clever clever no, puns? No, it's I would just enjoy? the one the one that I do the most of, it, and none of them are named much better than this. Oh. MSP Burgers. All right. So no, there's Just no. To see if there's any puns for me. No, I, I did check out a place recently um, uh, in Saint Saint Paul Park, Minnesota. Here, uh, that they did like a lot of Bob's Burgers kind of names. You know what I mean? It had that kind of feel to it. Like uh, Amy and I both got the Jalapeno Business Burger when we were there, and like and it was top notch, possibly the best burger I've had. I like to put a little distance before I crown something the best. Uh, but uh, I'll definitely be going back to that one. But this was a food truck, um, but it was Friday the 13th, uh, just a couple days ago, one of my favorite days of the year, whenever it happens. Sometimes it doesn't happen at all in a calendar year, sometimes a couple times. Yeah. But uh, this year it landed in uh, October, my, my favorite month because of the spooky halloween Plus, you know, there might be a birthday that I give a shit about, uh, but we won't get into that, uh, you know, because I don't really want to talk about Kim Kardashian today. Boom. We're both Libras. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, so in this in this burger group, uh, there was a thing called the Jason Vorchies. And I was like, I looked at the picture, and I'm like, that looks really good. And the weird thing is, I was like, well, where's he going to be on Friday the 13th? I'll go there. And he had nothing on the calendar for Friday the 13th. So we went fire, uh, Thursday the 12th. Um, but and it was a food truck. You know, it wasn't terribly far of a drive, but, you know, the weather's been kind of drizzly. This all factors into why I don't like going to food trucks. So it, it's cold. We got to wait in the car, all this stuff, and the, the bill for two burgers only. We got the Freddy Cruller, by the way. The Freddy Cruller was the burger he was serving that day. Wasn't even serving the Jason Vorchi, so I didn't even get the burger I wanted. Apparently, that was Man. a one-day thing. Damn it. I'll, I'll, but you know what? That's fine. Uh, not my... Not, I probably read something wrong. I, I'm taking that one on, on my own. So 
Uh, we wait and get our food, and it's basically they're $17 burgers. With tip, it was a $40 for, trip for two burgers that I now have to put in my car, drive home, kind of in like that five thirty, <laughs> six o'clock range. So you're not getting anywhere quick. It was about 20 minutes before we got home to eat the thing. He did he, now the well cooked, well prepared burger. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. I think if I had been in a restaurant setting, it would have changed everything. But in a restaurant, you know, if you want a glass of water, it's not three dollars, and, and it's not served to you in a plastic bottle from a, a case of forty eight they got at Costco. You know what I mean? And all these things factor in the table, the service, all that stuff. I've I've paid fifteen bucks for a burger, sixteen up. You know, I paid over twenty actually before, but not too often. The point being is that like. It was fine, and it came with bacon so thick that it was difficult to taste the actual burger. So, right. but that that to me is more of a preference thing. I think peop, there are people that would like something like that. It was very, it was quality meat and, and stuff. But anyway, I just posted my review saying burger was really good. Uh, the bacon a little too much for my taste, but I, th- I think people would like it, just not for me. And I get all sorts of people coming at me now, like, where the Whoa. hell are you gonna find? Oh, because I said. I ended it with, I'm going to go back to enforcing my personal policy of not paying more than $10 for anything handed to me out of a truck. Okay. <laughs> I, like, I like that. Yeah. Like, I'm just, it's just not worth it. I, unless I'm like in the middle of nowhere and there's a truck and I'm, I'm starving. But I can literally, I've, I drove past 50 restaurants on the way to this place. You know, and if I took a different way back, I would have hit another 30. You know what I mean? It's just... It, it, I don't need to stand out in the dank cold in a liquor store parking lot to get a fucking $20 hamburger. And if, and, and if you want to, more power. I said, I'm, my personal policy literally says that. I don't know where you're going to get a $10 burger. Good luck. And I'm like, I didn't say I wanted it to be 10 bucks. I'm saying I ain't paying more than 10 if it's coming out of a fucking food truck. That's it. I don't care what it is. Someone said, "Are you going to get three waters for ten bucks?" I'm like, "What are you talking about? Why are why is this so hard?" This, is this? Did you do this review on in the group? Yes, yes, in the burger okay. group. So, yeah. Right, and is this specifically a food truck oriented group or just in general? No, like, no. There's okay. a good mix of restaurants and food trucks. This is not the first food truck. You know, I again, if he didn't put up this delicious looking picture of a burger called the Jason Voorhees, I would. That's what drew me in. I get uh, you. No, listen. I listen. I, I I will go. You know, there's there's few times that I actually support your views. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is one of them where I I think we've, uh, I you know I'm I'm the dead horse, so I'll beat it again. And and that is that that I that's always been my thing with food trucks too. Is is that it doesn't matter how good it is. At the end, mostly you're, a lot of times you're sitting here eating your meal. In your car, like yeah. you just said, if it's bad, or you're sitting on a stump somewhere in a parking lot, it's hot. Everything kind of goes out the window when you're when you're talking about this. I have no problem paying fifteen for an awesome fucking burger if I'm in a place where I can enjoy myself and eat yeah. it slowly without it just dripping all over my person. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, or you got to take it home and it's not fresh anymore. There you go. There's yeah. all these factors. So the only place I think that food trucks, like, here's the thing. I don't think that food trucks should have that, because we have every, during the summer here, there's always a food truck Thursday, okay? Yeah. And there, there's a parking lot full of they 10 shit like that here all summer, too. Yeah. Okay. So there's nothing more unappealing than me, again, going to a parking lot with 10 different vendors, overpaying with my kids, and paying, like, I would end up paying 60 bucks going as a family. Right. And, and not really, I'd and never actually, <laughs> never actually being full. 
yeah. on, on that part part of it too. Um, so the only place food trucks should be is outside of a brewery that doesn't serve food. Um, when you're drunk, that's fucking great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have, have a couple, have something like that. Um, and uh, like, what was that guy that had the food truck back in the, the day? The cheese, the grilled cheese one, where it's just that everything's a buck. If you have $5, I'm not breaking that five. You're getting five grilled cheese sandwiches. Yeah. 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 Simple. No complicate. The other part, too, is I like how a lot of times the, the food truck will have the font in the description so tiny that you have to like go up to the actual truck yeah. and like lay your eyeball on it to kind of see what, <laughs> what, what the actual thing is. And that's not just because I'm old, you know. That might That's, be because you're old. So okay, okay. <laughs> I need my font to be at least twenty in emails as well. But but I don't think it's really debatable that at seventeen dollars for a hamburger, you are now basically making the food. This is you're, this is a good fucking hamburger, man. You're gonna fucking love this. And I'm sorry, but all that shit that comes with going to a food truck diminishes that. And again, if you're drunk, that. Pay with whatever. That's almost like the like a cover charge of being hammered, and you want to eat. This is what you're gonna get. You're gonna pay Here. way too much. Yeah. Or you're at a festival, but there's other stuff that drew you there. The overpriced food is just what you got to deal with. That kind well, of that's stuff. That's what I'm saying. Is you're also putting it into the fact that if it, if it was a little bit less, you probably wouldn't be as your expectation wouldn't be as high. There's a certain threshold for the for the cost. I think too. Yeah. And there's not a single time that I'm like, you know what. This $17 hamburger, also, I might get carbon monoxide poisoning as well. <laughs> uh, they're usually, the, the the trucks are shut off and they're running off a generator. <laughs> I hope uh, so. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, and the guy was very friendly um, and did a good job. Like I said, I, I, I can't complain at all about the prep preparation. Um, if the bacon was too much for me, I'm sure there are people that like it a little bit better than that. That, that, that's not where I'm getting. It was just really the cost versus the experience. I'm just like, I broke my own code and I was burned by it. Right. And um, it also I'll just say too, is that it's, it's part of the greatest, like if you're going to be a chef kind of, uh, or have your own restaurant, a food truck, a lot of times is the gateway. You do that. Then sometimes you go to a food court and you rent out space and then yeah. you, you evolve to the, to a restaurant. Yeah. These food and halls know, are getting yeah. really popular now and those are so, a lot of times the gateway to a brick and mortar, but right. So, uh, and I like it, that better because they offer tables and, and service and, you know, uh, then you're not trying to find a spot to fucking have your meal. Like I said, this was literally in the parking lot and it wasn't like a nice, you know, total wine. This was a fucking kind of shady ass liquor store, you know, it's, look like uh, Skid Row should be playing there later that night. Is what you're oh, saying. my God. And I, and I think your dad bought the burger in front of me. He would not <laughs> stop talking to the guy about like. <laughs> Yo, hey, what's so? How long you been doing this? Uh, oh boy! Yeah. Oh, like, so, oh so he was getting like, an interview. Well, we this it used to be a USPS truck. A what? A what truck? Uh, and then he had to explain that it, what USPS stands for. It's like you know, it's just. Uh, oh, so you're saying he had a very engaging conversation, cared what the person was doing, mm -hmm. uh, and asked him a lot of questions. <laughs> what you're saying? Okay. Yeah, I just grilled him. It was a old white guy in front of me, so I thought oh, I, for a second I thought it was you. <laughs> <laughs> And I could lie You know it won't be long until the end Let the spotlight shine on me again Burn. 
Well, the name of that food truck is the Angry Lion Cook. If you want to check it out, go to their website, Angry Lion Chef or AngryLionCook.com. Has its full schedule. Swing by the Twin Cities. Go stand outside in the rain and uh, get a $20 burger. So, I'll, I'll give you one other pun that uh, convinced me to buy the drink. Oh, yeah. What's that? Uh, just because you like the pun on the uh, the burger. Mine was uh, tequila and me smalls. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you bought that just because it was called that, huh? It was good, though. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Have have some fun with it. I don't care. LC, I've been listening to uh, a new podcast. I absolutely love it. Uh, yeah? I think you should check it out. It's called Something Old, Something New, um, where they talk about things that are new and things that are old. But here's, hmm. I'm having a bit of an issue, though, because there's nine different podcasts called Something Old, Something New. So I, sometimes I can't remember which one I like. Um, so anyway. Oh, really? Yeah. That, so there's there my podcast is- recommendation. Go listen to one of them. Um. <laughs> okay, and and the whole podcast—they just talk about something old and something new. Some of them do, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Anyway, is that, uh, is that spelled N E W or N U? <laughs> oh, I, uh, I haven't seen the N U one yet, but uh, I'm oh, sure. Okay. I'm sure. Shortly after this episode comes out, that one will be taken pretty quick. <laughs> I gotcha. Copyright LC. All right. Cool. Uh, well, let's get into our own. We got uh, the uh, retirement home and uh, maternity ward. Uh, I guess this week you're doing the retirement home. What do you got here for the uh, the listeners? Yeah. So, man, I've mentioned this before, I think, on the show. And like you said, I've dominated our feed <laughs> by yeah. two posts that I know about. But maybe there's more that I've forgotten about over the years. But uh, I was just in- talking this last week. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, Anyway, um, I got the reissue, and I think it's actually come out before, but maybe they're just repressing it, but it's the 30th anniversary remastered issue with opaque yellow vinyl Hmm. of Urge Overkill's masterpiece, Saturation, from 1993. Yeah, baby. Pull that that vinyl out. Let me see it. Yeah, I'll, I'll pull it out here. So the uh, Porterhouse Records is who, I don't know, that's a funny name for a record place. Let's name it after a steak. Hmm. It's like ribeye records. But uh, what is Porterhouse? Does Porterhouse have another meeting other than just the top? No, no. It's uh, Porterhouse is what, the, the combination of the T-bone and, uh, you know what, man, I I dropped out of uh, meat cutting school. But yeah, it's it's like two cuts. Uh, it's right. large, basically, is... It's the, I'm just I wondering it's the biggest single steak or something. It's up there anyway. Those tomahawks are pretty fucking big. Just saying, like, what? It's kind of an odd thing to name your your vinyl company. So does it have? It must mean that I always thought it meant the top, the mm. like the penthouse. Well, it Let's turns it out uh, Capitol Records was taken, so they went with Porterhouse. <laughs> with Porterhouse, yeah. <laughs> new and old Porterhouse. All right. So we got uh, here's the vinyl here. So I will I will unveil it for you. How much yellow vinyl do you have? This might be my first one. I I don't have a count. I have a handful. I at least okay. I have at least one. I think more. That doesn't look very opaque to me. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. You can. You think you can see through it? Oh, I got that backwards. So yes, you did. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's all right. You're 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 somewhat dense, somewhat somewhat so somewhat opaque. But um, no, I this, thought opacity so I, was the level that you could see through. I got okay. You're trying to. All right. Anyway, so it has that. It's got all the uh, the stuff you would have in the CD. There's nothing really more that you get. There's no like. Uh, Extra bonus. Hey. What you do get. Go ahead. This is a really helpful definition. Noun: an opaque thing or substance. Thank you very much, Webster. <laughs> <laughs> Carry That's, on. Uh, yeah, occasionally Webster's like, "Go fuck yourself." With the definition. <laughs> Figure it out. Figure it out yourself, son. But man, I, I dropped the needle on this thing, and from Sister Havana all the way to Heaven nine hundred two and zero. I love it. I, I just uh, that's, that's all I got. Listen to it. the the sound of this vinyl is is top notch. Tequila Sunday with that, you know, all the effects and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this is one of the one of the albums that I believe we've had conversations that you enjoy or enjoy. yeah. And this was on the short list for like you know uh, also rans for the uh, like if I kept doing more of the um, whatever never mind series. This is one of the records that we would put on there, um, but. Yeah, it's 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 it really is a good record. I'm surprised that you were able to listen to it because it has about 90 seconds of almost silence to start the record. I can't believe you yes. didn't. Someone of your uh, you know ADD level that just didn't walk away uh, at that point and like I'll never listen to this. I can't get into it. I I had oh like and dropping it. I had kind of forgotten about that, so I'd already sent in a complaint to the uh, the, uh, the, the, <laughs> the, the the pressing the, plant. Yeah, to, yeah, to Porterhouse Vinyl. I'm you like, guys the fuck's going on? Oh, and then I blew out my speakers because it kept turning it up and up and up and up. Yeah, it has that, that slow build for Sister Havana. But yeah, I think that when I got back into this, it's one of those albums that, that kind of is a sleeper album for me because it wasn't until your whatever, never mind, that I was reminded that this, this might have been on that list. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't even know what you define it as just as a nineties album. I don't know if it's grunge or it's stonesy. It's, I don't know what the fuck it is, but it's just, it was definitely a band trying to ride into that kind of grunge alternative rock, um, movement that was going on there. You know, I mean, people talk the same way about like stone temple pilots and even smashing pumpkins to a degree. Sure. Yeah. I, 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 I'm just going to lump it in with grunge. I think it falls under that, that umbrella enough to, to qualify. I bet. Yeah. That even might have been in between fifty and twenty six. Who knows? I can't remember that list that well. So, 
And I mean, it was it's one of those records that really didn't, you know, hit, but it, it made a big enough of a dent that people like you and I, you know, got it. And then uh, we still remember it years later. So it is a great record. Yeah. And, and I'll just leave you with a bottle of fur. One of the cutchiest goddamn songs and still to me disturbing to you not. I've been told it's supposed to be like a ship in a bottle kind of thing. I got the, you know, a bottle of fur is to me a reference to uh, uh, perfume. I thought it was like a JJ reference. Maybe has that kind of like double entendre meaning, but uh, like he's trying to be cute and clever. But yeah, I mean, perfume is what made by making animals sweat. Oh, interesting. Animals are covered okay. with fur. It's like bottle of fur, like just a pheromone and stuff like that. I Isn't thought it was that like- one of the three guys that uh, were most likely Jesus's dad that showed up? Uh, one of them brought, oh, it was myrrh, not fur. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always going to hear that now. <laughs> three wise men. They got yeah. a bottle of fur. This guy wins. Get yeah, him one for, of these for guys uh, are the are the father. They're, you know, you need to have that that whole scene. Let's let's uh, and then have like uh, uh, is it who's the the you're not the father guy? Maury Povich. Yeah, yeah. Just do the DNA test on the three Ooh, of them. And, uh, I like that. He just gets to find out who Dad is. Yeah. yeah. Whoever brings a bottle of fur to the to the birth <laughs> is probably the guy that actually porked the, the a mom. bottle of myrrh. <laughs> because I I'm one it. of three guys who banged her. Wow. Nice. Not missing the smell of Joseph sitting but, uh, over there going, "Yeah, I fucking knew it." <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, pretty much it. So if you're into this album, they did a great job with this uh, this pressing. So it's worth every penny. And I I, I I think I listened to the first half, first half, first side, uh, three times before I flipped it too. It's one of those things. It took me back thirty years. So it was just too much work to to flip it, I guess. But uh. <laughs> well, it's the same work. I got to go over there. All right. Well, uh, from for the maternity ward, I think I have. I don't know. For me, I think I'm a little surprised that I'm picking this. But uh, Puddle of Mud dropped a new record back in September, um, and I I'm officially giving it. Now maybe it's low expectations ranking, but I'm giving this a B minus, man. Uh, I and I didn't hate their last record, uh, Welcome to Galvania, something like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, the new record is called Ubiquitous. It's out on Pavement Records, uh, and it came out on September 8th. So there's your key details. So it's available anywhere. Um, so I got the advance on this in the, in the press releases is why I'm bringing that up. Uh, he talks about a song called Cash and Cobain, which is, is, it's not too bad. It's, I was going to play that song, but I think (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to play a song that like, I'm going to play a song that is a phrase that I've used on this show before, and I, I thought I was going to hate it, but I actually enjoy it quite a bit. It's a song called Butterface. <laughs> Went to the country bar Saturday night Throwing back some pins I was feeling just fine Stepped on the dance floor Cold number one That's when I saw a body From across the ground Where we're back to my house and started fooling around. I 
You know, uh, what I always enjoy about listening to Puddle of Mud, and I, I will give it up for Drift and Die. That's in all my playlists. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great song. Blurry. Like, their 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 first uh, two albums had some some bangers on them. I think well, the first record is a solid one uh, front yeah. to back. The After that, he's got a couple really good songs. I like that song, Famous. That's a fucking jam for me. Um, There's something about space. Yeah, space. I didn't get that. I know, what is okay. that one called? Space something. No. I mean, I'm just saying, like that. There's a couple that I hear. I'm like, My but the thing baby. I, but the thing I enjoy the most about Puddle of Mud is when I'm listening. Like, I just always imagine, like, when I'm listening to the song, where is he currently in jail, mm. or where is he arrested currently? Because that that guy, uh, wow, you know, it's been pretty pretty amazing. It's unfortunate. We had. Um a term in high school uh, that uh, my buddy Bone came up with that he called it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I love all your one 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 name friends. By the way, uh, Bone, he, he he's not a. If you met him, even in high school, you would never go. This guy's nickname is Bone. Uh, <laughs> okay. He's fucking. A, he's a mathlete. Uh, graduated with honors. It's one of the, you know. I like to surround myself with people smarter than me. Um, I, I, I'll leave, I'll, before you go into that too, I always was impressed with Growing Pains. The fact that that Kirk Cameron had a friend named Boner mm, yes. on, on on regular television. That and impressed they got away you. With that. <laughs> I did. You know, uh, we could do a side tangent on 80s TV, but uh, I, I, we'll get, keep going here. He called it 1031 Plan G. Basically, at 1031, if all the good-looking girls were out the door, you're a little buzzed up anyway. Just Find out what you can. The weird thing is that none of us really got any action during high school, so <laughs> so it never worked. No, I don't even. Okay. I'm not even sure when you needed to apply it. Uh, you know, to me, 1031 Plan G was go home and jerk off. You know. So, <laughs> cool. hold on. I will never be able to get this one in unless I mention it to you. I'm gonna interrupt you one more time, and that is that that there was a uh, a, a sweatshirt I always saw uh, at because I lived in the same town as Purdue. There's this this bar called Harry's, and on the back of it, it always said "Go Ugly Early." And I never understood what that meant, mm. but it's your a version of yours, which is uh, it's a classic phrase. Instead of 1031, don't worry about waiting till 2 a.m., just go ugly early. Get your standards low right away. Yes. Keep yes. going. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so anyway, Butterface, I think it's a fun song. You know, because he, like, he's always done those like kind of silly songs that I typically don't like. Uh, like, she fucking hates me. There's a couple, yeah. there's another one too, where it's like that kind of crazy bitch kind of, sure. you know, it, it, the lowest common denominator kind of song. But so when I saw the title Butterface, I'm like, oh, here we go. Everything Butterface. Everything Butterface. But no, it's a it's a it's a pretty sweet jam there, Wes. So <laughs> when the record came out, I reached out about getting an interview, and they uh, I got a, re- a reply uh, back pretty quick. They were like, "Hey, he's kind of booked up, uh, but possibly the first week of October, if you want to follow up with me, we're going to start doing interviews again." And I said, "No problem." And then the next day, that's when that latest story about him being a train wreck broke. Oh, uh, you know, and then I'm like, "I don't think I'm getting that interview." <laughs> 
So I wonder uh, if they have all like the Bestia West. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if like the the you know label or if it sounds like they have a label or some amount of management is always like what's the what's the least uh, arresting season for Wes? You know what I mean to put out an album and trying to time it that yeah, way. Yeah, what time of year is he less likely to get in? Uh... Everything butter face. Everything butter face. I wonder if they think about that. So. Who knows? All right. Well, cool. Anyway. What you got next? I wanted to ask you, because uh, we're getting there. We got the end of the road, the last month of dates or so coming up here. Oh. Um, although Kiss did just cancel in Abu Dhabi, um, uh, and not for the, any of the reasons they should. Like, first of all, until they settle that nonsense with their 2020 concert, they sure. should never use the words Kiss and Dubai in the same sentence uh, together. Um, and they sure shouldn't fucking post vacation pictures on their social media. And again, get that shit squared away, guys. Come on. That's fucking tacky that it's still fucking hanging out there. What, you got is paid. That, is the name of the show called Kiss Your Money Dubai again? Why not? Yeah. Um, I, I think this was just a, a last concert in Dubai, but I don't mm-hmm. think they were actually selling anything to people. But, uh, to, and to be clear, they weren't doing it for any reason other than proximity to all that mess that's happening out there in Israel. Not because they don't like doing business with people who are also, you know, genocidal murderers. So they don't care about that part as long as the check clears. Um, but uh, okay, and they're not just, the only artists, by the way. A lot of artists well, sure. are canceling shows. Just out there. just change the the, uh, the lyrics to "God of Thunder" and you're good to go. There you go. Yep, and uh, don't lick that middle finger, Paul. Do nope. not lick that middle finger. Step one, step two. So Memos. to get back on track here, they are finishing up. I think the last show is at Madison Square Garden. Sort of serious question. Because I, I I think I might know where you land on this. What would it take, or how, where is it? Like, what would you do? How far would you go to actually be at the last show at Madison Square Garden? How much does it matter to you? Okay, um, I think I'm understanding the question correctly. So I would need to be have my hotel paid, uh, be flown out there, have free pa- uh, passes. And uh, my obligation for all this is to take pictures of the first three songs in the pit, like a mm. normal thing. I would I would have to have no expenses, and I would probably have to have, well, I guess if that was covered, uh, maybe having a free drink package, too. <laughs> Table service. Table service. Um, mm. And then be able to have, be escorted to the, I think the 10th row is the best zone where you can kind of mm. catch everything. So... I would have – that would be me. What about you? Pretty close. I think I'll, I'll take everything you just threw out there. Um, uh, but I also want a one-on-one interview with Paul Stanley where he actually answers questions. So um, oh. I'll, I'll take Gene too. Uh, if you want to give me Gene, I, I would I would prefer Paul. Um, but uh, just because I think any – promotional shit would be out of the way a lot fucking quicker with Paul than it would with Gene. It would just keep coming back with Gene. Um, honestly, I would do it if they just paid for everything because in, and they gave me a few extra days because then it's just a, a trip to New York for free. So Right, right. Yeah. To come by it that way. I also would say that we part of the deal uh, for, either, for for you, you should add in there, is that, that during the interview, instead of doing like a you know, you're listening to Cobras and Fire. What do they call that? A tagline or oh a, yeah, like a yeah, show tag, whatever show tag and everything like that. Do you have a fresh clip of him saying "Make some noise"? Yeah, get him to get like ten takes of him doing it. 
Yeah, just say this. Is, keep going. No, yeah. that's still not bad enough. Yeah, that's, I need you to crack a little harder, but uh, a little, little, little more croaky, Paul, and um, everything like that. So we have an exclusive version of that, and uh, and it would have to be that 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 all these things would be for show material only, like you know, um, of what the whole experience is. Because yeah, okay. really, Fair really enough. for this for this tour, we've spoken kind of like when we we review uh, cruises that we don't go on. Um, we haven't been to one of these. But we can see the YouTube clips and things like that, mm. so maybe that would be worth it. But 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 there's also the, I mean, at this point, really, you know, you can say like, I don't want to go because I don't want to remember it that way. But we're already remembering it that way. Sure. No. You no, know, I, I so can get over point. shit like that. Yeah. 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 I mean, I am serious. I, I I was done in 2001. I was fine. Let's right. get into the legacy stage. Let's kick out all this archival crap. Uh, so I didn't need more, you know, um, but how about this, though? I might actually be willing to pay a certain amount of admission if they put a tank of sharks underneath the stage. <laughs> Why? I don't know, just to play. So they're with jumping. The over, so that so they keep jumping over them. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they don't jump anymore. Uh, Bad hips. Yeah. Well, um, of course, now the uh, the Kiss universe, the the fans, the Kiss army are are all a buzz about. Will Ace be there? Will Peter be there? Will Bruce be there? And nobody really seems to be talking about will Vinny be there. Now I understand mm-hmm. why, but I think I've actually come up with a solution that would. Ensure Vinny would actually be there. It would take some subterfuge. It would you would have to do it under Ooh. guise of, of God damn. some false. I love it. I love subterfuge. Go ahead. <laughs> and uh and at least for fans like us, I think it would be good for us too. Like I don't want to see Vinny go up there and and play lick it up. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to hear sure. him butcher anything. You know what I mean? I don't want to see him shred for 15 minutes. But it would be kind of neat if we did something like this. So Kiss basically just invites Vinny. Say, hey, look, we're just going to bring you out and kind of like bring you out on stage. Here's we're, this is what we're going to pay you mm-hmm. um, and we're going to put you up. And then we're going to have a moment in the show where we just bring you out and kind of say, hey, we just want to. This is Vinny Vincent, man. He's a big part of our history. and We want to say thank you. And he can take a bow and say a couple words. Right. I think Vinny would agree to that kind of setup, don't you? I think so. Yeah. I mean, if as long as everything's paid for, it's smooth, you know, Um now, you know, he may back out at the last second, so that could screw everything up, but it's at least worth a shot is what I'm getting at. Right. All right, now here's where the subterfuge comes in. So you get Vinny in the arena, because it does sound like, I'm guessing, if you're asking me, I think Bruce is going to be there. He's going to come out and play a couple tunes and, sure. with the whole band as they are and then wave at the audience. Everybody's going to cry and hug, and he's going to walk off. I don't see Ace there. I don't see Peter there. I just don't, but I right. uh, don't care. Anyway, uh, but Vinny would be enticing to me. Just but uh, it, so you get Vinny there, and you just keep him backstage. You're like, okay, it's coming up after this song, Vinny. And you know how darkly lit these things are, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just kind of walk him. Okay, walk. You got like those little uh, glow in the dark steps that step him up, and he walks into one of those glass boxes. Like you know, it's just a little big. And you know those those game shows where they would whip money around in like a tornado. Right. 
Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So you, you do that. You get him on there. You, you, you shut the door behind him. Turn the lights on and say, Vinny Vincent. And you fire up that little money tornado. And sure. you start playing Lick It Up. You wanna wait till you know me better. And then, like, that's it's like everything you get, Vinny, you get to keep. I like it. <laughs> I like it. For four minutes, he just puts down his guitar. No, he, he has no he guitar. Does, just, oh, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. He was There's no play. reason. He was just right. going to come just, out and, yeah. Just for four minutes, you get to see him grab money as much as he can. I love it. <laughs> 70 year old Vinnie Vincent just squirreling ones. Yeah. You have like one $500 bill in there, and the rest are just ones. Yes. I think that was, that'd be good. And I think that, that Vinnie. Absolutely, probably would get a Guinness Book of World Records and how much money he grabbed <laughs> within that four minutes. I mean, because he's going for everything. That's his retirement plan, you know? Mm. Yeah, you know what? Uh, and I don't think the guy's got a ton of shame. I don't think he'd be terribly embarrassed by it. No. He'd be like, thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. And then he can go, go on social media and talk about how poorly he was treated and, yeah. and probably blame Sinzak at some point. <laughs> just that. What if he had? What if he had? Uh, he's just wearing a T-shirt that said "Fuck Sinzak" and it was misspelled. Oh, nice. Well, it pro- any, it's probably going to be misspelled. I think Sinzak is actually misspelled the right way. <laughs> I don't think Chris knows how to spell his own name. <laughs> no, well, it's Polish. No, I mean there's nine fucking vowels. Right. <laughs> or not? Yeah, not vowel. Uh, nine consonants. No. Dropping yeah, a vowel exactly. once in a while. But exactly. No, there was a concert of epic proportions in the middle of a desert by Joshua Trees uh, called Power Trip that went on last weekend. And it featured just, you know, epic historic rock bands of metal and hard rock in general and Tool. And um, yeah, so what was, uh, 
you, have you checked out some of the YouTube videos here and there of certain artists or looked at no, some of the set No, I, I mean, lists I don't or? really... I, 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 I was encouraged by... It seemed like a lot of people had fun with it, uh, had a good time out there. It seemed like the festival went off pretty clean. Um, there was one thing that I was really... When I first saw it, I was like, well, this is going to be a fun bit to do with you because uh, Eddie Trunk posted a snapshot that he took on stage of the ACDC set list. And so my bit at that point was going to be, I was going to ask you to name off, just start naming songs you personally want to hear at an ACDC show. Because it seemed like this would check off almost any box of any ACDC fan. If you, at least 10 songs for every fan level out there. It was a really cool set list. What bummed me out is that Power Trip basically made their own little super Power Trip graphic, released it, put it out there. Not only do I did I see that, which means it's out there everywhere, I saw you comment on it. So then I'm like, well, now I know you've seen it. So mm. it just kind of ruined the bit for me at all. But it was an amazing set list for ACDC. Iron Maiden had a really cool set list, too. They were out there. Um, uh, I, you know, I, 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 I'm sorry. I saw about one minute of Pretty Tied Up from Guns N' Roses. Yeah, that was, I, I guess, yeah, let's we'll sit on the ACDC one. I just love the fact that it, uh, I don't know how often they play it, but the, but uh, that they open with If You Want Blood, I think is a cool opener, yeah. especially for like a fest performance. I know it's like a unique thing, but it seemed like ACDC put in the work. I mean, they look, everybody's old now. Mm-hmm. I saw some of the clips and, uh, you know. Man, does Angus look old though? And uh, with, I mean, I, I get the fact it's a schoolboy uniform and he's seventy and everything. But um, Brian yeah. Johnson he can probably lose in... the schoolboy uniform at this point. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think people get the routine. I, just, I don't know if I didn't see any clips of him doing um, uh, "Let There Be Rock." I don't know if he still does the thing where he zips around oh, on sure. his back. God. I don't know if he can still do it or not. But uh, but like just seeing that, and you know, we, like we did the the Power Age episode, the fact they had riffraff in there and. And uh, they have some some decently deep cuts yeah. for a big fest, and the fe- they have twenty four tracks for old men. Um, the Guns N' Roses one, I think. I just want to touch on that a little bit. The f- that yeah, before I, you go, uh, go on the ACDC, I will say yeah, there's two songs that I don't think they played that I don't they play that much that I would love love to hear. Yeah. It would be "Walk All Over You" and "Touch Too Much." I think Man. those two yes. songs on Highway to Hell. Back to back on that album, or just it's so fun. I always look forward to it. You know what I mean? They're but, both grooves, yeah. Too. Touch too much. Anyway, uh, but I don't. I didn't see either one of those in there. That'd be like my only disappointment. But I would, you know, like there's not yeah. too much you can complain on overall on that set list. No, and um, the Judas Priest one for for somebody that's that's you know became a fan since the show started. That kind of hit all levels too, right? Do, mm. as far as I didn't the, see that the, list. The spectrum. Oh, okay. I it was it was kind of had a little bit little bit for everybody. I mean, they had your uh, what's the funny term of the one cover? Uh, the three pronged. Oh, Green Man Alishi with the three pronged dong. <laughs> there you go. That was on there, and um, I don't know. It kind of hit all hit everything you would want from them, and and then but Guns N' Roses. I just have to comment on this. I guess they're playing if, that currently on this tour because I saw them in seventeen during the the reunion uh, bit that they're still doing, but. But the set list is different, a lot different than what I saw. But what I'm saying is, I guess they are playing about a 30-song set list um, currently on tour. But the fact that they played Estranged, fucking Coma, they played so many other monstrous songs, too. Like they're, some of them are yeah. complex, complex ones. I'm like, God damn. Um, I, the fact they have Pretty Tied Up in there. I'm like, it's just... 
Yeah. Pretty pretty epic. Um, any comments on the Guns N' Roses one that you saw? Like I, I, I didn't break down the set list other than the ACDC one. Um, really just saw the reports of uh, everything that happened out there. And it was kind of and like sh- we described. Yeah. It was basically like, what is it, three days? Like, it's just three concerts. It's not really a festival. No, that's the thing. I still am trying to figure out what they, <clears throat> what you do in between. Um, I mean, I'm just saying it's kind of weird. It's like planning for three different concerts in a row. Rent a convertible, hit the PCH, enjoy the sun, the California sun. Sure. And I'm sure Tool is amazing if, if you're out there and you're all zipped up on something, um, too. The right place for them to play. Uh what else was on there? I, I, yeah, everybody else is kind of Metallica. Seem to have pretty much their standard one of their nights that they're doing on their tour. You know, like sixteen songs jumbled up. Um, but overall, the stage looked badass. But I guess the, I guess this is actually the same promoter as Coachella. I think that would make sense. Yeah, as far as that goes. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, it looked like eighty thousand people were there. If that if that leads into more. Um, concerts of this ilk and this level then i'm cool with it uh h and h hat hitfield and hammett in the photo pit rocking out to living after midnight yeah i saw that the big ass cowboy hat blocking people's view i like it it's a move yeah not too bad what are you gonna do it's in the summer <laughs> you know um <laughs> it's october it's time for a cowboy hat I, I don't know what made me think about it, but we talked about the Sphere last weekend, or last show, yeah, uh, in Vegas, and you know how, like, when you go to a, a sporting event, primarily, like, everything now, like, every stadium has to be built just for the only team playing there. They need to have a ridiculous amount of food options, and I'm not even talking about the cost, so the, you know, the cost is what it is, so, but, you know, the idea that, like, you know what, uh, when I go to a baseball game, I need... Something more than a hot dog or a slice of pizza Sushi. or nachos. I, yeah, I need fucking whatever. Go check out any baseball. But you get what I'm saying, right? So oh, the yeah. whole thing kind of started with Camden Yards in in Baltimore, is how I remember it. They built that park, I think, in the early '90s, and it was the first like new ballpark with kind of an old flair to it, but with fancy attitude towards it yeah and then suddenly basically every ballpark now that's been built since then whether it's been just for baseball or football the arenas uh there aren't i don't know as much about arenas for basketball and hockey i know the wild one is is pretty unique the way that's kind of laid out with the 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 views and stuff but i think i don't know enough about other arenas i guess but because i think a lot of times with the stadium you can see the overhead shot and kind of get the enormity or the magnitude of what it's doing i'm worried the sphere is going to have that effect on concert venues. And like now, I'd like are they going to like start cuz the next thing after the the actual building was the fancy foods. And mm. are there going to be like are we going to see articles ranking the food offerings at a concert and like the sphere is number 1 and you know and now we're going to be like eating <clears throat> our meal while enjoying our concerts. I I I've never really tied the two things together whether it's a football game or a concert. I'll eat before, I'll eat after, but I'm not really worried about getting a meal there. I don't sure. really understand the appeal of eating off your lap. You know, again, it's almost that food I, truck thing too. It's like, why yeah. am I paying $22 to eat out of a plastic bucket on my lap that I'm probably going to have to move, stand up and move while someone else goes and gets their own $22 trough? No, I, there's two things I've never understood at, at an actual rock concert, and that is people eating popcorn and fucking nachos. <laughs> yes. Mike, this is what you're doing right now? You're going to eat popcorn and then drink beer? Fucking disgusting. <laughs> I, I, that, 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 that cheese that comes out of the goddamn squirt, 
that big like ketchup thing that you put in there. And it's always like a, a third of the amount of cheese you really need. You, oh, yeah. You end up with just a giant pile of chips that are dry as fuck and no cheese. Yeah. Yeah, no cheese. You're like, yeah, like the first chunk is, it's, 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 no. I've never, I've never, you know what I've never done at a concert? Eat. Same. I've, unless it's a fest. Unless it's an all-day fest. A little and different. Get it, yeah. A little different. But, but, and then but it seems th- like the food options are two things. Do you want no. pizza or a bucket of popcorn? <laughs> you know what? If you're if you're going to go see a rock band, I'm taking other genres out of it. But if you're going to go see a rock band, you fucking drink your dinner like a goddamn yeah, man. goddamn right. <laughs> you know what I mean? You get in your carbs that way. That's your dinner yeah, tonight. Man. Sustenance. Doesn't matter what it is, but it's a way to stay hydrated. <laughs> exactly. It's both. That's your advice from Uncle Uncle Baco and, and LC. You don't fucking get a thing of nachos. That just gets in the way of more beer. And just for uh, legal exculpation, we are not doctors or uh, no. uh, nutritionists. But, uh, not yes, at all. That, that, that path has worked for me, that's for sure. What I say is if you can drink all night and still take your wedding ring off your finger <laughs> at the end of it, then you've had the right amount of, of alcohol and, and the right amount of salt for the day. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so. I've actually powered through uh, a, on a couple OzFests basically just on beer. No, I, I I remember eating just a shit ton before, and then like sure at one a.m. firing up the grill, <laughs> little charcoal grill, and burning some you know meat, you know. But uh, yeah, listen, you eat. That's the place when food trucks are appropriate. You should have a food truck yes. meal before, but once you get your ticket scanned and you enter hollowed ground, which is a rock concert, you do not eat any food. You got that, motherfuckers? It's all liquid. It's out of our hands, though, Elsie. Once people are, are convinced that, that this is the new environment, uh, I don't know. Just yeah. saying. We're just trying to help. Yeah, there's not, there's not, you know what I don't want to? Is I don't want to hear chewing noises in between songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's bad enough having a beer spilled on your leg or something. What about a plate of nachos, you know? It's, or somebody pukes up fucking beer and popcorn? Right. Oh, God. <laughs> at, least, at least the vomit is the one, one consistency. I don't need a bunch of kernels and stuff like that laying next to me and slipping on those. It's like Those are like little marbles. The popcorn thing is hilarious to me because I've always had an aversion to... <laughs> to, to <laughs> you know, a lot of bars, especially dive bars, they have the free popcorn. And, and you go there with your buddy and you, you order a pitcher of beer and then he's right over there just shoving his hand in there, filling up a little plate. And like, yeah, why do you even want to do that, man? I don't know. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing like, oh, you know what? Everybody gets free, free, uh, you know, cup of nuts laying on the uh, laying on the bar here. How long have they been there? How many dust and <laughs> disgust? First off, nuts are already dirty. Yeah. They're, you know? What the f- this is fucking disgusting. All I got to say is there's nothing, you know, in between when I hear when I'm hearing Paul Stanley say make some noise, I don't need to hear If I want to hear somebody chewing chips, I'll listen to three sides. It's eyes is non-fattening. Yeah, it's a music business. <laughs> That's why it's not called the music have funness. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, go check out Three Sides of the Coin, people.
we've been so busy here at uh, Cobras and Fire. We oh, have yeah. kind of skipped over a story from about a month or two ago. Uh, this story actually was published on August 23rd, so yeah, a little over a month. Ted Nugent claims he's been kicked off of Facebook. Mm. I wonder if it was for the video with dildos in the background. <laughs> <laughs> How did we not about talk that. about that? Yeah. So, g- give a little color for that. Yeah, there's some interview he did, like, and it was a video interview. And just behind Ted, there's like a shelf with a bunch of fucking dildos on there for some reason, so. No problem. I mean, you have the same thing every time we log in. It's just a <laughs> wall. It's like it's like one of those perfect uh, IKEA shelves. You yeah. Know, those little tiny, you know, three inch. Deep. Yeah, but yours is professionally lit. It's in a locked case. Sure. You know, to keep the kids out. Uh, yeah. They can look, but they can't touch. Exactly. Yeah. That's what we say. <laughs> those are daddy's Policy. dildos. Yeah. It's like that. I, I lock up my my dildos and my guns. Yeah. That's all I've, I've all of a sudden. I'm, I'm real American. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. I mean, no judgment. Do what you want, freak. But uh, right. Uh, maybe <laughs> have some self aware. You know, maybe throw a flashlight up there so it looks like there's something for you too. I don't know. I was impressed because you know he's a man of the people. He had a couple black ones. Yeah. Ted's not a racist. He's fucked black nope. girls. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, what, do you think he, what do you think he calls it? Everything What's kind of his like four <laughs> Do you think he works some of his songs and his wife's like Wango I'm Dildo? Not... Yeah, something. Mm. Wango Dildo. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, beautiful. I don't know. Ted's working the magic there. Uh, but yeah, so I guess he did one of his live streams and just had he had some some uh, you know like you said some some devices in, in the background. Uh, just sitting there, like uh, like you would garden gnomes. Sure, I think we got our show art. Um, oh, absolutely, we do. Is <laughs> it you and I with a big shelf of them behind us? <laughs> subtle, subtle. You have to look for it. I was just going to keep it straight up Ted's uh, shop, but yeah, I like your idea too. I wonder if he's like if if he uses those like the Travelocity gnome, where you just mm. see it in different <laughs> places everywhere it goes. A little travel. Maybe yeah. he has a whole uh, a gallery of that, kind of like Gene Simmons, except he just all his travels and brings that thing, some of them with him. Right next to the Eiffel Tower. He has a, scale, a, a collection of 4,000 Polaroids of dildos he's had shoved in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was, when, uh, this was in Texarkana, 86. Maybe that's uh, how he... Uh, Rody Steve shoved it up my ass. <laughs> Maybe that's the true story of how he avoided the draft. He just showed up with a couple of those <laughs> inside of him. There you go, yeah. Tell you what, I've had this stuck up here for a while. Is this disqualify me? <laughs> That's right. Hard to run. Hard to run. I got them flat feet. And but if I take di- it out, it's just a constant stream of shit. <laughs> uh, that was- now the shit comes out of the uh, different hole. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, he says the Facebook commies have censored me. He went on a little video on whatever they're calling Twitter nowadays. Common sense. We the people. Good over evil. Self-defense. God, family, country, constitution, bill of rights, ten commandments, golden rule, declaration of independence, the great white buffalo in the swirling dust of the American dream arena, where we stumble but we get right back up instantly. Put our heart and soul into being the best that we can be and supporting and demanding law and order. You know, all that radical stuff. Ted Nugent, radical extremist, daring to experiment in self-government, reporting for duty on the big X. You heard it on the X. Isn't that right, Billy F. Gibbons? Godspeed, Xers. <laughs> How do I post this now? Uh, let's figure it out. X. Put on the X. Stop broadcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all that silliness. 
So tell tell your uh, so edit broadcast. Do I want to take off that last bit? No, just send. Uh, here, tell these six hundred people that you are kicked off Facebook and you're going on. X. Oh, I'm on right now. Yes. All right. There's six hundred. five hundred. Nine hundred ninety-two. Yeah. Well, maybe. Anyhow, spread this to about a, zil- a gazillion people. You know, people who believe in truth, logic, and common sense. It's Uncle Ted reporting for duty because I've been censored, banished from Facebook. You know why? Because the Nazis don't like my Schindler's List. Good over evil. Stand up for what you believe in. You are, I am, the great white buffalo. We look for storms. Let's get it on. Now, is that on my ex? I love this whole idea of, of, of people of his ilk that talk about censorship. You know, he's not being locked up. Truth, logic, and common sense. He's not mm. being... Sh- charged with anything truth logic and common sense no. there's just a company saying yeah we don't want you on here because of the shit you say we don't want to be so he compared himself to nazis or them to nazis and they don't like his schindler's list dear fucking god wow okay yeah so How about truth that? logic and common sense something you will not find on the ted nugent uh uh weekly show or daily whatever he does the daily nuge hmm Man, I wonder how much longer it's going to be till that episode of us uh, reviewing his album for March Badness is going to be pulled down as a result. Ooh, yeah. We probably it, should connected. censor him that way. We should censor him. Truth, logic, mm-hmm. and common sense. Um, he, he encouraged his uh, his followers. Uh, you know, he's got, got a ha- over half a million Instagram uh, followers, He which, by the way, also won by Facebook. Truth, logic, and common sense. We're going to con- tell, tell um, that because they kicked uh, Ted New. Ted, tell Facebook that because they kicked the nudge off, they're going to go to Instagram. So, I don't know. <laughs> that's that's going to hit the hit him in the where it hurts. Truth, logic, and common <sighs> sense. How old is he? 70? 74, according to this story. 74. See, I, I got to tell you, when I'm 74, which according to your math constantly is not too far away. Truth, logic, I don't think I'm going to be having these kind of problems. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know I, who knows? I think I'll calm down at that point. My, my wife and I were just talking about how it seems like, um, you know, uh, there's a large Protestant population in Minnesota. And it seems like when the Protestant women hit their mid sixties, they lose any filter at all. Like Ooh. they just say whatever the fuck they want. You know, like no, re- it's almost like talking to you. It's just like sure. uh, no regard for people's feelings or right. you know how they might be doing. Uh, yep. So I don't know. Maybe that's going to happen. We we hit our seventies and suddenly we you know I know there's going to be a don't give a fuck factor that that uh, I already start <laughs> see I'm steering into. Sure. But uh, yeah, I got to believe that I don't think I'm going to be worried too hard about uh, I don't know whatever we call social media in in the mid two thousands. Right. <laughs> Hmm. The mid two thousands. That's what we're going to call the middle of the two thousand fifty. I like that. So there's the early aughts, and then there's the mid aughts. Mid mid aughts. I don't know. I always hear aughts used. That's for the like two thousand to two thousand nine. Yeah, but what's the aught? I don't know. You know, I you, I, ought, I, you ought not to be using that term. Just say the two thousands. I I can't stand the the early aughts. Never hear that. That's yeah. all I say. That's my state. That's my stand. I'm mm. taking. No more early aughts. Oh, oh, hey! I have a backing into a parking space update. Thank God. Ah, uh, please. God. All right. So I finally got an uh, an answer that I think kind of ties in everything a little bit. Uh, 
the uh, the salesman I work with directly at, at my new company, he backs in every day. And so I asked him one day why he did it. And he worked for, oh, I, I forget the name of a company. Uh, shoot. Uh, anyway, they had a fleet of vehicles. Uh, it wasn't mm-hmm. a car rental. It was... Uh, you know, it's not really important to the story, but they were mandated that they had to back in everywhere. And this was done because of a study that said fewer accidents. There, there is Wait, something. What company was it at? I don't remember the name of the company. Um, I do. Sorry. I'm sorry. To no, what's the name story. of the company? Well, I know the Ecolab. Okay, no, uh, it wasn't. It they, wasn't Ecolab. Well, they have to, but I'm sure just, this isn't the only company that did it. It's if, fucking but, weird. If there's an insurance study that talks about yes, safety yes, measures, and yes. you talk about you have like a hundred cars, you're going to do anything to minimize, uh, you know, any possibility, and that's one thing they can do. So they insisted, and he said it just stuck with them, and now he does it every time. But here's the thing: like I heard this story about mindlessness uh, at my freshman orientation that always stuck with me, and it was I'll I'll, I'll hit this kind of quick because I think it answers my question on why people do it, but they can't explain why. They the the, the woman who did the speech said my grand my mom showed me how to make meatloaf, and she <laughs> put the whole mix together and then put it in a pan and then took a little bit out and put it aside. She's like, why are you setting that aside? And she's like. That's how my mom showed me how to do it. So she asked mm-hmm. her grandmother to explain it to her. She says, well, that's how my mom. So her great-grandmother still happens to be uh, alive. And she goes and asks her the same question. And, and the great-grandmother looks at her. She's like, she's crazy. She's like, because it wouldn't fit in the pan. And that to me is like, is that we, we do things because someone said to do it. And we never really wonder why or question. Now, it probably doesn't matter in this scenario. But it, it, it turned into like kind of a hot topic debate. That I was really shocked by, where you know, where it did, like it almost got political, like you know, like why is it always this giant truck, you know, the, all these other things. But I think the 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 reality is is that like we've kind of lost our way a bit, and we don't. I ask a lot of questions in general. I'm a curious guy, and I get people that kick back a lot who are like, "Man, you got too much time on your hand." To which I usually punch them in the throat. I'm like, "Well, now you got time to think about that." Uh, <laughs> Uh, but uh, okay. I just I hate the idea that like using your brain to think about anything is a waste unless it's like, well, being a mom is the most important thing in my life. Uh, yeah, well, I'm glad you felt the need to say that. That's kind of stupid. But I, that's my answer. I think uh, the, the closest I got to a good answer before that was a kid in high school who said, well, when I leave school, I can leave quicker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what? fair enough. You're gonna waste that time backing in when you get to school, not after. To me, that's like putting right. some thought into it, man. It's it's like the whole thing where I think about origins of certain sayings that that are just bizarre yeah. to me. Like we exactly. were talking about things. So to go back to that, I never heard the term. I'll just go. I'll finish the thing with the aughts. I never heard the term aughts during 2000 to 2009. Now it's used to, re- to refer to that period, the early aughts. So I looked it up just now. The aughts is American English, uh, British English, uh, actually, that says that's terms referring uh, to th- that the words arise from the words ought and not, respectively, both meaning zero. So some motherfucker thought it was kind of clever at some point to, to refer to that period of the early 2000s as the aughts or nots. But I've heard it, and I don't think that people even saying it know why they say that. They just say, like, you know, that came out in the early aughts. I hear it in conversation mm. quite yeah, often. Yeah, I think you might be on, kind of like the mullet. No one called it a mullet in the 80s. Right. Yeah. Right. It was a hockey haircut. Yeah. Um, or whatever. 
So anyway, there you go. Hip hop. <laughs> Wasn't used in the 80s. <laughs> or in 73. Hip hop hooray. Maybe it was, was near the, the time when it was start to be used with that song. Kind well, but that phrase hip hop hooray, that's about as white as you can get. Hip-hop, you got that right. Hooray! Ho, hey! No, you're going the rap song. song. I'm talking the I actual, know. yeah, the phrase. Not, not even my nature. Hip-hop, hooray! Yeah, I hear you. It's like hip hop high five. It's pretty white. I did see, I was pretty amazed when I went, uh, when I was finding parking uh, to go to the Bad Religion concert, I actually did see no less than 12 cars, cars and trucks backed into parking spaces in this, in this one random parking lot that I was, that I went to. And I was like, Jesus, it's almost like peer pressure. I actually tried to back in. I'm like, I couldn't do it. (laughs) And I, I just turned around and said, fuck it. I'm like, at first I was like, is this a place you're trying to hide your license plate? So you don't get uh, know that you're parking or get a ticket. Oh, Colorado or doesn't have the front plate. They do, so that that went away immediately. I'm like, oh, this, there's no. That's like, why is everybody doing this? I'm like, bad religion fans love part uh, backing into spots, but um, I just want to hit on that concert real quick. As I mentioned, the fact uh, fan of bad religion last Thursday uh, saw them and they had two opening bands that I avoided uh, called the Dwarves. <laughs> Have you ever heard of this punk band, The Dwarves? They've been around forever, I guess. Yep. Okay. Uh, I didn't see them, but the, they were the openers. But uh, I'd never seen them. I, I, since uh, Stranger Than Fiction and The Grey Race came out in the mid-90s, I just called them the 90s, not the not any other variation. Is there so any be- other? Before the early aughts. Correct, yes, in that zone there. And uh, I never saw them then. I saw them finally four years ago at a fest but I only saw them for like 40 minutes. This is the first headlining show. But uh, for like an hour and 20 minutes, they crank through damn near 28 to 30 songs because they're punk songs. So you can do that. But um, fucking great. Like, uh, I just wanted to mention that. That's it. My recommendation. If Bad Religions come to your town, go check them out. Cool. Well, I don't know how much we need to get into this. Uh, some people find this interesting. John Wenner, the, the asshole that Kiss fans hate because he tried to keep Kiss out of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and was successful for a while. He got kicked out of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I can't remember what he... I don't even remember what he did anymore. He just said something shitty in an interview. Oh, he, he wrote a book where he kind of... He didn't talk about black artists, and when he was asked what he's like, well, they're just they're not that interesting to talk to or something like that. Like, they don't know how yeah, to... So they're like, not well-spoken or Yeah, there whatever. you go. Yeah. Yeah, he is a... I mean... The guy's a moron. Just say nothing. Like, uh, but but it kind of he's, he's in his eighties though. Was always, Back to was, that, I'm old as oh, fuck. Sure. Who gives a fuck? Right, right. Well, I mean, hasn't he always been like the cock rock block 
Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. For many, many bands. It's kind of, I don't know. It's kind of like the cleansing. Uh, I'm sure there's a bunch of other. He's easy now. I think he's Jewish. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I used the wrong, wrong, wrong term there. But uh, you do need. How about how about the flushing? The flushing. Yeah. The no, he Hall definitely flame. was the the uh, taste maker. You know, self appointed kind of guy. And I oh, get yeah. why people hate him. I just thought it was just uh, wasted energy by people who claim I waste my energy over other things. You know. I'll tell you what. Yeah. It was many years till I knew it was a guy. I don't know too many guys named Jan. That's why it's Jan. Jan oh. Winner. Jan. Never heard it said. Oh, yeah, maybe he's not Jewish. He might be Scandinavian now. Jan. Yeah, who cares? Oh, he's out. <laughs> bring, gone. bring on Eddie Trunk. He's got a vote. Oh, sure. Uh. UFO would be headlining. Yeah. Did you see um, uh, D. Snyder's cheap shot at Kiss? He's like, some guys would be out there like it's. Like they're still like having crazy nights, but those nights don't sound that crazy anymore, or something like that. I can't remember. It was clearly a dig at Paul's singing. Um, oh yeah, I gotcha. Oh man. Uh, all right. Well, one last thing here. Uh, th- I just thought this was funny. Papa Roach is. I don't know what, what, what stage of their career. You talked about the precipitous drop of Puddle of Mud just a minute ago. I would. They've had a, a similar kind of arc. Absolutely Start high and just keep going down. Um, Jacoby Shaddix, he has said he is the next generation's Metallica. <laughs> Papa Roach is. <laughs> and I'm like, you're not even the previous. Like, first of all, you are been around a lot longer than you think you have. Uh, I think Metallica's only got about, what, 15 years on them. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to say, here's my question to you. How many times have you seen Papa Roach live? Once. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry, twice, both at OzFest. Right. How many times have you seen them intentionally? Well, I guess I walked over to the tent they were playing, and then uh, they were not the draw any time I've ever gone. How about that? Within a three-year period, I saw them six times <laughs> in Chicago, and I saw the same set. It was all during that, um, in, was it called Infestation? Infest? In, infest. Infestation. No, you're yeah, right, okay. Infest, I think. Yeah, and... Uh, my God, I'm, that's and then then none and then. Got my diabetes. This is my last and resort. I think that riff is the same as the intro to. Uh, Don't do Crazy it. Train. No. Or Bonfire by Warrant. One of the yeah, two. It's it, it's a direct ripoff of Bonfire, which we yeah. all know is basically a carbon copy of I can't even remember what Cherry song, Pie. Cherry Pie. Cherry Pie. Yeah. 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 Everything it's a, it's actually evolution. deviates from Cherry Pie in music mm-hmm. after 1990. It uh-huh. all goes back to cherry pie. Yeah. Cherry pie guy. Yeah, I don't look I I remember like uh the second time they were a little more popular and they were kind of like in the middle of the day on the headlining stage and it's all those radio fests. It was this was Ozfest. I know. Oh um, for you. And they uh they stopped the show because guys were, you know, groping uh a, a girl who mm. was crowd surfing, which, you know, I guess I get it. Um but he also uh, introduced a song to talk about how kids, people worry about getting their kids shoes, but kids don't need shoes. Kids need love. And I remember just thinking in that exact moment, I'm like, I think they need shoes too. <laughs> like, maybe not your best analogy. You know, like his point was he doesn't need the most expensive pair of Air Jordans. He needs you. He needs you to love him. 
Mm. Um, but he did, he he didn't say it like that. It would have been right, just right. slightly less stupid if it did. I'm just like this is the least rocking thing of all time. Look, I wait. Wasn't his name something else before? In the beginning, that the lead singer didn't he have like a nickname, or was it always like Shaddix? Maybe he just Shabba, went Shabba by Shaddix, but it's it's always been Jacoby Shaddix, as far as I know. Okay, but yeah, and he's got that weird little like tattoo under his eye, like he like the the kind that prisoners give themselves to <laughs> right. show that they've killed somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I remember like, um, do you remember Pepsi Blue? I remember Crystal Pepsi. I don't remember Crystal uh, Blue Pepsi. Uh, I absolutely loved Pepsi Blue. It was a, a heart-crushing moment for me when that was yanked from the shelves. And they didn't even give me a warning. <laughs> like, uh, like it was early in my relationship with Amy, and like uh, she used to laugh because everywhere we went, I'm like, I'm going to go check to see if they got Pepsi Blue and buy all of it. <laughs> and, you know, I would almost never find it. And then, like, we're, like, a couple weeks down the road, I'm doing it again, and she's like, I'm actually starting to feel bad for you. <laughs> but they did a commercial for Pepsi Blue, I remember. Like, oh. Getting Away with Murder. Wasn't that, was that one of their songs? Jesus. They actually worked okay. Didn't know. Didn't that know was they had that, the that was their pinnacle, I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Their Q score was the highest. Mm. So no I don't know. Put in some score. work there, Jacoby. Uh, maybe uh, try to not look so much like a douche on purpose. Uh, that'll be a good yeah. start. Write better songs. Uh, get somebody yes. to sing them. This is my yeah, did they have an album where there was like a baby with headphones on the cover? That wasn't a good look. Yeah, no, I don't mind. I've, I've never owned a single record by them. I do I like Infest. that one song. Two thousand. Um, Infest. Forever is Infest. that what it's called? They Man, God, I thought this came out in '98. Yeah, this came out in 2000. Infest. Let's see. Yeah, they were quick. In 2000, in 2005, when I moved. Uh, no, 2007, when I moved to Florida, they were playing a. Um, on the top, they're doing a rooftop concert at some bar. Okay, by two thousand seven, so that's that's pretty quick decline. Like, well, uh, it depends on the roof. You know, the Beatles ended their <laughs> career on a roof. <laughs> that's true. I guess yeah. it wasn't. It was a small, like, hundred fifty. <laughs> Flip yeah, was, played on a roof at a record store off of okay, uh, Lake and okay. Lindale. This is my uh, last resort. So. Or twenty six in Lindale. I'm sorry. Which is the thing here? I think the people song is called to the like, show want to know the exact cross street of the yes. flip rooftop thing. Yeah, it's where the yeah. uh, uh, old Orfolk Records was. So. This was on the corner of uh, uh, Chlamydia. And, um, <laughs> this is my last resort. He looks like a fucking STD. <laughs> Doesn't he? Yeah, I think so. He looks like a, like if you if an STD became a man, it would be the singer for Papa Roach. <laughs> there you go. If STD was a person, he'd be Jacoby. And, and when he says next generation, who is he talking about? Is like is he He's, talking about okay. his age? I just looked it up. He's born 76. I'm only two years younger or two years older. This is my last yeah, resort. Yeah. So this guy is interesting. Yeah. I, he, he remembers I, I, the 70s exactly the same way you do. Yeah, exactly. No, I had two years on him. I remember. I peaked at six. <laughs> uh, didn't we all? Uh, yeah. Six was a good year. <laughs> man, it's just just those. It's just a bad name overall. There's a, there's certain names that you. It's like like Kid Rock, dumb name. Papa Roach, dumb name. I don't know. Just not something long term. I, I remember um, people liked it at the time, but you know, looking back, those are also like the. Uh, you know, it's like when you run into. <laughs> You talk politics with the dumbest kid you went to high school with. You know, it seems like that's sure. the guy that likes Papa Roach. You know what I mean? It, oh, yeah. And it does definitely was part of that kind of like, uh, I don't know if you want to call it or overcorrection from 
uh, the masculinity kind of like were sure you know, that like where they talk a lot about it in the Woodstock '99 documentary. I'm getting at there that kind of over aggressive you know alpha male kind of deal. So and it, it appealed to that. I remember the, my friends of mine that got into Papa Roach pretty hardcore on that first record were not the ones that I shared a lot of music taste love with. So other like, than the like obvious shit. I'm so. trying to think of the, if they put together like a show, it should be like Papa Roach, Saliva, <laughs> Puddle of Mud, um, but all of them pit playing no more than 30 minutes. Mm. They should put like four of them together. Get all the a, mud a, bands together. What are the other ones? Stereo Mud, Mud oh, Shovel? Mud, mud Shovel. Uh, what's the uh, fucking, what's the one that has the make, uh, the face paint? Oh, um, uh, well, I'm thinking Mushroom Head. No. Mud Honey? <laughs> <laughs> They're just slapped in there because the mud. Yeah. Well, yeah, they could use the gig. They'll take it. Sure. This is my last resort. Um, Mudvayne. 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 There we go. Um, and are are they the one that the singer one? went on to that band with? Uh, oh, Pantera's drummer Vinny. Oh, oh no, that was called like a uh, Devil something, wasn't it? Uh, fucking. Oh, that band. I can't remember. Uh, I know what you're talking about, though. But, but, but is the singer from Mudvayne that, that guy, or is that from a different band? I believe so. Yes, yeah, okay. yes, yes. The little offshoot. Yeah. Isn't that the one that he actually... I didn't mind that the... group. What were hmm. they called? Fucking... This is now... Isn't, isn't that what the one where he actually got killed? What he was playing? He wasn't part of Pantera? Oh, I think the band was still active, yeah. I don't... I mean... No, oh, I'm no, saying... you're talking about... No, 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 that's not who I'm talking about. You're thinking oh. of... Uh, God, now I'm blanking on all this. This the, is the, my last resort. What was the band they did right after Pantera now? God damn it. Well, Hell yeah. Hell yeah was the. Dam- the damage the, plan. Damage of. plan. Damage plan. Yeah. Damage plan was, was the project then that Vinny and Dime did where, you know, Vinny was actually killed or Dime was killed during a, a show. Correct. Hell yeah, Hell yeah is the band you're thinking of. Yes. Um, and, and that is the. Uh, the band, the, the Mud Vein is the band where the singer comes from. I believe so, yes. It was Nonpoint, Mudvayne, and then Vinnie Paul, right, initially? Mm, I don't know about that. I just know that they play a, a killer uh, Phil Collins cover. I have confirmation now. I'm back on track. Yes, Mudvayne is... Uh, uh, so this will all be edited and tightening up, but people, you have no idea what the last three minutes of this show was just like. So, <laughs> uh, And uh, trust me, you don't need to. You don't want to. Yes, Nothing Face... And um and and Mudvayne was where most of the bands uh, the other guys came from. So I know and yeah. I know they they, yeah. they kind of rotated some members, but uh, sure. I didn't mind that song "Alcohol and Ass." They were okay. Uh, no, they had, there's another track I'm not I, I can't put my my finger on right now that I actually really liked on their first album. Then the second one that was like called like Stampede or some shit like that, and it wasn't as good. Hmm. That's my review of Hell Yeah. I like it. Well, let's uh, let's wrap it on that then uh, with your succinct. I, I think so. Succinct review of uh, Hell Yeah's mm-hmm. entire career. So. Yes. Hey, I did want to hit you this. I'll sign off. Uh, we can end with this this saying. This is, I think this is funny. Go so, ahead. you know, we were in uh, a bit of a, a meeting where we were told that, you know, a lot of podcasts are going down to 15, 20-minute episodes. Maybe you want to think about that. Um, sure. Meanwhile, ever since I've done that, the biggest shows that I listen to are all at a minimum of an hour, and most of them are growing to an hour and a half, two hours. Yep. Um, and uh, as a matter of fact, there's a great episode with Matthew McConaughey. It's funny as hell on, uh, on the Smartless podcast. So I, uh, if you haven't checked that one out, and, and if you know the show, it, it, it was one of the funner ones I've heard with them. And I, I sometimes think I don't give uh, McConaughey uh, uh, enough credit. There's a little more depth to him than 
than I probably would have thought. But uh, he's a funny guy. Uh, but no, <laughs> I, I heard that Kim Kardashian was getting her own podcast, so I looked it up Oof. in my podcast feed. <laughs> And I, 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 it must be an exclusive on on Spotify or something. I couldn't find it, but I did find an episode about somebody, some other show, talking about Kim Kardashian in an episode. And the episode was three minutes and eleven seconds long. <laughs> and in this, I'm like, well, let's check this out. I listened to it. They literally cover from birth to divorce and everything in between in this three minutes. So I'm like. Well, apparently it can be done. That You're not going to learn anything. There's going to be no depth. But it's like, yeah, and then she had a sex tape, and then she had the Kardashian show, and then she married Kanye, and it's just like, you know, yeah, you know, there's literally nothing. I, I don't follow her, and I know all this. So, yeah. 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 I think that maybe there's a podcast that just gives you really quick cliff notes uh, before you do an interview <laughs> <laughs> of everybody, everybody you need. There so you're, you you're doing you're doing a fest. I need to know about this band. Three minutes, bam. You know that that'd be a, actually a, probably something you could market and sell. I think so. Yeah, so we're working that. I think you got another another great idea from you here today. All right, let's wipe, wrap this up. Uh, uh, the Vikings have a huge tilt today. Season's on the brink, um, and uh, I need to you know go watch it. All right, man. Go enjoy the game. Rock's not dead. But Papa Roach is trying. In the brightest hour of my darkest day, I realized what is wrong with me. Can't get over you. Can't get through to you. It's been a helter-skelter romance from the start. Take these memories that are haunting me. Up a paper man cut into shreds by his own pair of scissors. He'll never forgive her. He'll never forgive her. Well, when you stand like that, it does it supposed to be a cactus? Now, for your enjoyment, this is actual audio from the Gene Simmons sex tape. Oh, that's me. 
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.